how far can you cast a fishing line? I mean, I love being on the water. Peter and I actually have a fishing boat, but neither one of us like to fish. It's so funny. I remember my brother-in-law, Bob, teaching my son, Patrick, a few years ago, actually when he was really small. I think we got a few hooks in hands and eyes. Yikes. But today, Teresa and I want to talk about the importance of casting. And we don't have to be perfect, right? We just have to get the line in the water. If there are things in your life that you need to get rid of, that you want to throw out, stay tuned because this episode is for you. Welcome to episode 13 of the Well-Versed Woman podcast. I'm Renee Teller. I'm Teresa Morgan, and we are two perfectly imperfect women sharing our faith and life's experiences with you. See, what we've experienced in life is the love of God, and we know that if you stay tuned, you're going to share and experience that same love in your life. This is not one of those religious podcasts. This is a podcast about relationship. Actually, one of the greatest relationships that you've ever had in your life, that deep, authentic, genuine love, that fellowship with another person. But you know how we start every episode, if you've been listening. And if you haven't, go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now, because it's important that you go back and remember to listen to prior episodes We talk about how to plug into the power source, how to open your heart, your mind, your ears to what God would be speaking to you at any point in your day. Right now, we're going to do that. We're going to sit very still and we're going to take 20 seconds to open our hearts and our minds to what God would say to us today. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if not, here we go. Just take some slow, deep breaths and calm your spirit. Ask God to open your heart and mind to what he would have to say today. Here we go. That's it. That was 20 seconds. Again, I encourage you to grow that still time in your life. You can do it in the morning. You can do it on your lunch hour. You can do it at night. But just be still and take some deep breaths and reach out to God and ask him to speak to you. He is always listening. But back to this idea of casting. I am really bad at throwing that line in the water. But the most important thing is I just get it in the water. The definition of casting is something that is cast out or cast off. Synonyms are things like emit, send forth, throw out, eject. I love that word eject. Can you imagine if I could eject all my fears right now, Teresa? Wouldn't that be amazing, Renee? And this is what today's episode really is all about, ejecting our fears and then where to eject them. You know, during this current climate of civil unrest and COVID-19 disease, financial uncertainty and struggle, 
Wow. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could turn these fears and concerns into a missile and that our trajectory would be to God? Again, Teresa, like we've said in past episodes, it's the practice of learning how to do that. And we're going to talk about that today. The practice of growing the muscle of ejecting things off of us. You've seen those people in your life. They just seems like no matter what happens, they are on their feet and moving forward. They don't get stopped or thrown off by any of this. I'm sure they're not perfect, but there are people that you must know in your life that seem to do this, quote, more naturally. And the truth of the matter is they've been practicing it. They've been working that muscle to do it every day. And we can do that too. Absolutely, Renee. You know, as our faith grows, we can learn that what God says in his word, for instance, Romans 8, 28, that God turns around all things together for good. We can learn that when we know that word and when we put it into practice, if you will, by saying, Lord, this is a fearful situation. I'm concerned but God, I give it to you. And then we see God move in that arena or that situation. And we see him not only turn it around together for good, but do it in a way that only God can do. That's how that faith muscle grows. So when the next situation comes upon us, we're ready and armed, if you will, with the memories in the situation that says to us, God moved the last time. And he's going to move again, because after all, he is faithful. You know, today's episode really is all about the verse in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. God is beckoning us, and the word of God says, cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Renee, it's amazing when we look at that verse of scripture that God actually says, turn those fears, bring those fears to me, eject them onto me. And hey, by the way, don't forget, I care for you. And I care for you so deeply. God is love. And he's beckoning us to turn to him and cast these anxieties and these cares onto him. An amazing God, huh, Renee? Oh, Teresa, I remember not liking this part of my journey with God in the very beginning. And through the years, through the experiences that you and I have, I've actually come to thank God for those fears because it reminds me of a few things. Namely, I can't do it alone. I need him. And those are the times that I have gone deeper with God. And I I used to say, I hang on to him like a little kid with a helium balloon. You know, when you get that balloon and you see these little kids, they know it'll fly away if they don't grip that balloon really, really tight. And that's what I used to think about my analogy. And, And think about, Teresa, if God didn't create our brains like he did, to be fearful, to be just computers that spew out data and things that they know. If our brains were not created to protect us, where would we be? And I go back to our children and I'm reminded about how many times I instilled 
fear in our kids because I was trying to protect them. So I had to instill fear that Patrick didn't ride his little tricycle out into the road for fear that he would get hurt. But I would always remind him that I would be right there to protect him. So God created these brains to protect us, but he reminds us in his word, just like you said in First Peter, but wait a minute. I'm here so that you can cast those fears upon me. It's necessary to protect you. It's necessary to teach our children to be afraid of the hot stove, but we're here to protect them. Does that make sense? Absolutely, Renee. You know, God made us, oh, just with many emotions, and it's a perfect combination of the emotions and the intelligence that make up who we are. And as you're talking about, that's a good fear. It's a good fear that we have to know to look both ways before crossing a street, that we feel and we sense when danger perhaps is around the corner. But those fears can get out of line and and out of balance and cause emotional pain, emotional harm to our everyday life. And that's why God says over and over in his word to even big faith giants like Abraham and Joshua, you know, he says, do not fear. I am with you. I will uphold you. I will help you. But God is not angry that we feel fear. He knows we're going to feel it. But what he's asking us to do is look to him and cast that upon him so that we can continue in the path and the journey and the activities of life that he's called us to do. He doesn't want fear to stop us in our track. And I think that's the important thing here. So I think what you just said, Teresa, is just because I do have fears doesn't mean I'm not a good Christian or I don't have faith, right? Absolutely. Listeners, you know, we have had someone, a dear friend who loves our podcast, actually uh, text us one morning and says, and, and she said, is it okay to be fearful and anxious? Does that say something about my faith? And when I am fearful, am I less of a good Christian? Oh, dear women of God and, and gentlemen who are on the line, the answer is profoundly no. God knows that we will feel fear and anxiety. After all, we're human. And the Lord knows our weaknesses and the helper, the Holy Spirit, wants to help us through them. The key here is to fight the good fight of faith and to go back to the scriptures when we feel fear, when we see something, to say, okay, wait a minute. I know God is in control. I know God has the perfect plan. I know God is working this out in accordance with his will, not only for my benefit, but really for the world at large, for their benefit. So once you can become stable in the knowledge of God, the knowledge of his faithfulness in his word, and the knowledge that his word rests on his integrity, and he will do what he is in his word that he says he will do, then you can stand tall. Tall as a tree, like it says in Psalm 1. You might bend to the right and to the left, 
but you will not break. And that is the wonderful, wonderful thing about walking in a relationship with God Almighty through his son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit is that he is our encourager and he is the one that helps us to stand tall, even in the midst of a storm. So a reminder for me is coming up. The word is God. It says in the Bible, the word is God. So when Teresa talks about the scriptures and the word and dwelling, meditating, muttering those words, they are what God said. And that is what brings us the confidence. Try it and see, right, Teresa? Try to print out these particular scriptures that we're talking about today that are about focusing on overcoming fear and say them over and over again. I call it brain training. Just like a computer, I'm inputting truthful data. I'm inputting the word of God, which is true, right? The word of God is truth. And by inputting that data in my brain, what happens when fear arises, my brain spews that out. It spews that out instead of the other stuff. And that's why it's so important, I say, to print out the show notes that are in this episode and keep them in a notebook or sit, if you're sitting while you're listening, turn to the scriptures as we indicate what they are. Highlight your Bible. Go ahead and put a post-it note. I remember in the beginning, Teresa, I didn't want to mess up my Bible. I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, highlight it. There isn't a book I read that I don't highlight. Why would I be any different with the most important book that I read, right? Yes, that's absolutely right. And I'm thinking about the word that you mentioned, Renee, confidence. So when you think about this episode in particular, we're talking about casting and confidence casting and confidence. And if we go back to your analogy of putting the line in the water, Renee, and you said, oh, I'm not good at it. But the thing is, when anybody is learning, you got to get the line in the water or there's no chance of pulling up a fish. So as someone practices something, right? So Renee, we know and I know uh, if you continued to the practice of casting, you would become an expert by now. And it's through the practice of casting that our confidence grows like anything else in life. And there is a scripture, 1 John chapter 5, uh, verse 14, where John is writing, the apostle John is writing and says, now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Mm. Boy, that bathes my soul. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know the Bible is God's will. So we see something in here. I'm going to go back to Romans 8, 28, that God is going to be working out all things together for my good. I have gained so much confidence that God hears me because he has answered my prayers over and over. And, you know, I'm 26 years walking with the Lord and he is faithful. He is so faithful to his word. He has never not 
done what his word says he will do. He's not going to start with you or me, Renee, and he's not going to start with any of the listeners. He cannot. This is who God is. He is faithful. He is true. And he loves all of us. Mm. He loves us all so much. And we were talking about this earlier, Teresa, that he sent his son to be the bridge between our humanness and his all-powerful, infinite being. And when he sent his son, he not only sent his son to die and be that bridge, but he also sent his son so that we would know that God actually understands our humanness because he became one of us and dwelt among us. And so he can sympathize with what we're going through. He understands that we have fear. Before he was crucified, he went to the garden pleading with his father saying, please take this cup from me. Take this cup from me. I think he was afraid, Teresa. I think he knew he didn't want to go through that pain and suffering. That's how much he understood our humanness. He went to God, the Father himself, asking for help. So why shouldn't we, right? That's so very true, Renee. And, you know, in the garden, in that moment, you know, he sweat blood, the Bible says. And physicians say that when a human being is under extreme duress, the capillaries of their the blood will actually burst and commingle with the water and the salt. And actually people can sweat blood. That's the duress he was under. And Hebrews chapter 4, verses 15 and 16 say, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Then the next scripture, I love it. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne room of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. You know, Renee, I think it was last week that we introduced the scripture that he will keep him in perfect peace or he will keep thee in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. There is something supernatural that happens when you fight the good fight of faith and get in that place of rest. It's a supernatural understanding that really composes your entire being that says, God loves me and I don't need to worry about this. He is healer. He is the one that is going to take me through. He is my champion. He's my standby, my strengthener, my advocate, and he will get me through. If we think about Shadrach and and Meshach and Abednego in the Old Testament, who actually were thrown into the fire. And the Bible says, I think it was Nebuchadnezzar, when he looked in, there was another person in there with them. And when they pulled those men out, they didn't even smell like smoke. That is how God will take us through situations as we turn to him and as we look to him through his word and through the power of the Holy Spirit. So true. And again, I think You know, in conclusion, I've learned to be grateful for fear because 
those were the times that I grew the most, that I got so close to God that I was able to understand that he is there for me, that it was so real. So as much as I don't like it, and sometimes when things come up, I, you know, I feel it and I say, okay, God, I don't like this feeling, but I love what's going to happen in our relationship. I love that I'm going to grow and get closer to you. And it's one of those pains worth bearing, kind of like in the gym, right? We know it's painful, but we know that going to the gym will benefit us. Well, this is a little deeper, but it's the same idea. And then that practice of casting that we send forth, that we eject the fears onto God. We've got to practice ejecting, throwing out our fear. And then what we always say, Teresa, about training our brain in truth by meditating. And what's that scripture from Philippians where the Lord actually tells us, okay, what do you meditate on? Yeah, absolutely, Renee. Philippians chapter four, verses six to eight. You know, the Lord asks us, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. And then he says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, just, pure, lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's anything virtuous, anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. God knows how he put the mechanics of our brain and our emotions together. And he's telling us here to make sure we set our thoughts and our minds on those, those good things, hit the word of God. We have to settle our minds on what God says in his word. You know, Renee, the Lord loves us so much, and we're all growing in faith. God knows this. He's so pleased that we're wanting to grow in the areas that may cause us the most concern or some anxiety. And this is what makes one a beautiful Christian. It's one's heart towards God that God looks at, not the anxious feelings in the soul. Those will slide by the wayside. I'm a testimony of that. In the great champions of the Bible, they all felt fear, David and Paul, Abraham, Peter, on and on. But sometimes, you know, Renee, we must guard our ear gate and our eye gate. And we need sometimes to turn off the TV and the news and tune into the word of God. And this we must do daily. Oh, so agree with that. So agree. Because really the wisdom will come if we are still and spend time with the Lord and grow that relationship and fellowship with him, actually sit and and cuddle and snuggle. And I envision myself crawling into his lap some mornings and just saying, Lord, wrap your arms around me right now. I just need a big hug. And in this world of virtual hugs today, I think we're getting to understand that a little bit better, Teresa. Amen. Amen. You know, Renee, as we hear the word, meditate on the word, mix faith with the word, pray and act on the word, true peace will come. He promises it. And I'm a testimony and I can give testimony that it does come. And it's a beautiful thing. Mm. 
and our favorite scripture, Teresa, for this podcast? Absolutely. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Now, ladies, don't forget, we are still giving away Well-Versed Woman journals, and all you need to do is subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it, and we'll send you a free journal in the mail that you can take notes from and highlight the things that resonated most with you in each episode. We also have a Facebook community that is growing rapidly, and we want you to join us. Go ahead and ask to join the Well-Versed Woman Facebook group. And in there, we have prayer meetings. We converse through Facebook like we've all come to know is a way in our world today. Please join that Facebook group. And above all, don't forget to meditate on the word by printing the show notes, putting them in a notebook, posting them on your mirror in the morning where you brush your teeth, and the word will fill your heart just like it does for Teresa and I. Amen. Thank you for listening.